the Carl B. Phillips Show. Hosted by me, Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Get ready for another great conversation on the Carl B. Phillips Show. Welcome to the Carl B. Phillips Show. I am Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. Today's guest is from Detroit, Michigan. She is a mother, recording artist, worship leader, speaker, mentor, the host of the Ladies Lounge podcast, and she believes in fitness for the body, mind, and soul. Please welcome to the Carl D. Phillips Show, Layla Tyrone. Did I get Hello. it right? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm so glad to have you on here. and glad that we finally get an opportunity to talk. Now, I warned you, I'm going to ask some random questions. Okay. So this is the first random question. Mm-hmm. When you go to an amusement park, are you the one that's going to ride rides? Are you the one that's going to walk around, eat, and people watch? Oh, that's a good question. It depends. It depends because I don't like riding like the super high rise because I had a bad experience going on the Millennium <laughs> Force some years ago. Um okay. So if it's not that tall, I'll get on the rise. But if people are saying they want to get on the dragster or something like that, I'll be like, no, count me out. So, <laughs> so it just now, depends on the height of the ride. Now I'm the exact opposite. I've ridden mm. the dragster, Millennium Force. Um, I was when I was in Dubai, I wanted to ride the world's fastest roller coaster. Oh my is, gosh! Yes, 150 miles an hour outside. So I'm the exact opposite. I cannot stand going to amusement park for people who just want to walk around and eat. I oh my need goodness. to, I want to ride the biggest and baddest ride. Yeah. When I, when I hit my fifties, that was my midlife crisis to travel the country riding roller coasters. Well, oh. th- <laughs> today <laughs> is not about me. It's about you. Um, when we met, we met at an event that Craig myself put together right after mm-hmm. the five for five recording. And I remember meeting you and I'm like, she is so meek and humble. Oh. But <laughs> in this past year or so, I'm like, whoa. She got a whole lot going on. And then as I started reading your bio and st- I'm starting to look at your Facebook page, I'm like, wow, she really does have a lot going on. I want to talk about first your being a mother. Talk mm-hmm. about what a, what being a mother means to you and what are some of the things you've learned since being a mother? Uh, being a mother to me is being nurturing um, being observant, being caring, you're, you're caring, you're caring for someone else, you know, outside of yourself. And, you know, me being a mother to my daughter and she's, she turns 11 next month and she's going to middle school. And like the things that I have learned being a mother is, you know, just really paying attention to, your child or your children, seeing what they are good at, seeing what their gifts are in. And once you notice their gifts and their talents, then it's up to you as the as the parent to nurture that gift, to nurture that skill and train them up. And then also like with us living in today's society um, and how church isn't important, God isn't really important. You right. know, it's important for me as her mother to instill the fear of God into her and to raise her on the morals and the beliefs that I was raised on growing up um, in the church and just always making sure that, you know, she understands who God's who God is and that she knows him for herself and that she has a heart and a mind to worship God and to live for God. So 
that's just a short snippet of, of what I think being a mother is in today's time. You, you bring up an interesting point because this is a generation that they, they state doesn't need God, you know, because there, there's no struggle for this generation. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that conversation with your daughter about the importance of needing God in her life? One thing I will say is my daughter, she she listens. Um, I don't have like those nightmare stories of that other parents may have concerning their children, you know, not really listening to them or whatever. But um, I just have random conversations with her and, you know, I just ask her, see what her viewpoint is, you know, ask her what are they teaching in school and then asking her what her take is concerning, you know, things in church, concerning things of God and um, I segue into I segue from those conversations into the part where I instill the morals and beliefs. Um, thankfully, you know, her father and I we have like given her a solid foundation early mm-hmm. on, and then we also have a village that also have the same belief system as we do concerning Jesus Christ. And so um, it's, it's really true when they say it takes a village to raise a child. And, you know, our village helps assist us in instilling those things into her and making sure that as she gets older, she continues to hold on to those truths. So. Wow. Yes, you sound sir. Like an awesome mother. Thank you. <laughs> and also in being a mother, you're also a mentor. How has being a mother impacted what you do as a mentor? Oh, I will definitely say, and and, and I actually um, just walked into that space of being a mentor um, slash coach. Um, and so one thing I will definitely say, I'm not experienced, I'll say I don't have a lot of experience in doing it, but I will say me being a mother has helped me a lot um, in terms of mentoring other people, because again, it goes back into the nurturing aspect. It goes back into um, training, instilling, everything that you do as a mother with your children, you're basically doing it with the people that you are mentoring. Of course, they're grown. You know, you can't you know tell them what to do because they're not your child. But at the same time, when they come to you for advice and they come to you for guidance and direction, you have to take on the approach of listening, um, being observant, and you know also seeking God for answers so that way you can steer them on the right path. Same way as we do with how we raise our children. So it sounds like you, 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 you tie in, um, as I read in your bio, that you're a licensed, evangel- licensed missionary, excuse me. You tie in ministry, motherhood, and mentoring. I just made up something new, the three M's. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can put that on there. I'm, I'm a missionary, I'm a mentor, and I'm a mother. Um, uh-huh. But you're combining all three of those. How do you feel that, that that's working for you to combine those three? I will definitely say collectively as a whole, it it does work together because I can glean from each aspect. Has it been challenging at times? Yes, because as I stated before, like mentoring, I'm just walking into that space 
And there's a lot of things that I have to learn in regards to that aspect of what I do. Um, but it definitely helps. Um, I can glean from different aspects and pull them into other aspects as well. So overall, it's been it's, it's been a journey, but it's been rewarding. And it has definitely caused me to stretch um, beyond my comfort zone, for sure. Well, speaking of stretching, earlier this year, you launched the Ladies Lounge podcast. Yes. <laughs> what is the purpose and what are some of the things that you discuss on the podcast? So just just a little backstory. So Ladies Lounge, um, I originally launched it four years ago when I was mm -hmm. pastoring and um, life happened and I dropped the ball. And last summer, the Lord told me, you know, you need to pick this back up. It's urgent because there are women that are waiting to hear your voice. And so I hesitated at first, but then it was one of those things where God was like, no, you, you have to do this. It's a matter of life or death for you, <laughs> you know? And so I did relaunch the ladies lounge women's ministry February of this year. And honestly, when I relaunched it, I technically was not going for the podcast um, feel for it. I just wanted to go live and encourage the women. And we literally grew to over 1200 women in one wow. month. And um, the Lord has definitely blessed. But the purpose of Ladies Lounge, it is a women's organization. It is centered around health, wellness, and faith. And when I originally started this women's ministry, the Lord had told me that in order for us as women to be effective in every area of our lives, we have to be healthy mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and physically. If we're not healthy in all five of those areas, then we cannot expect for us to be effective and efficient in our calling and in our purpose. And so we're focused on the total woman. We're not just going to talk about kingdom, but, we're, but we also focus on the practical aspect, the natural aspect of life as well. So um, that's basically the message of the Ladies Lounge Women's Organization slash ministry. So if people want to check out the podcast, how can they follow your uh, podcast? How can they subscribe to your podcast? So um, I do have a link tree um, link that is attached to my Facebook and Instagram page. And when you click that, you will see the option to go and take a listen to our podcast videos, or I should say audio videos. Um, and so my Facebook page is Layla Tarane, and my Instagram page is at I am Layla Tarane. And you just click on the link tree, the link in the bio, and it's right there. Oh, one of the things, again, when I was uh, doing the research on you, you like to work out. Then you just kind of talk about the, the fitness aspect of it. How mm -hmm. did you get into bringing the fitness aspect into what it is that you do? So, again, as I stated, Ladies Lounge, we're centered, we're centered around health, wellness, and faith. So when I had first launched um, Ladies Lounge, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Thankfully, the Lord healed me from that. Um, but endometriosis, it affects our health, our hormonal levels. It, it affects our fertility in women. Um, and so when 
I found out about that. I use Ladies Lounge as a platform to help bring awareness to that. And so um, one thing I will definitely say is um, the fitness aspect of my life is, is basically me being accountable um, to myself and just allowing other people to see like, okay, I'm not just going to talk about health, wellness, and faith, but I have to be about it as well. So mm. part of the reason as to why I do post about it is it's the matter of accountability for me in a sense. So and yeah. you be getting it in, girl. I'm telling you, I'm like <laughs> ooh, stretching stuff. It like... is not easy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, yesterday I did not want to go, but you know, I just turned 30 this year. And so I'm now really seeing the re like People always tell me, like, you know, the older you get, you you need to exercise. You need to exercise. And I'm seeing now that I've turned, I, I'm beginning a new decade, like, why it's important for us to work out on a consistent basis. Because if I don't work out for 24 hours, that next day, I definitely feel it. Like, my body is sore and everything. And I'm like, no, I have to work out so that way I can continue to feel good in my body and wow. you know, keep my joints going. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Next round of question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite breakfast food? Oh, okay. So I have a confession. So I don't normally eat breakfast. Now I make sure my daughter eats breakfast. I'll cook her breakfast food or whatever. Um, but normally for breakfast, I'll like drink like some herbal tea and some water, or I may have a piece of fruit. But if I'm, if I have like a craving for breakfast food, it's normally later in the day, like in the evening time. And my go-to is a good scrambled veggie omelet with hash browns. And that's, that's my go-to. <laughs> scrambled veggie omelet with hash browns. Okay. So, you know, my ex wet veggies mainly mushrooms green peppers and onions okay i i, I can get with so the that. basic trio <laughs> <laughs> you posted that you had an opportunity to work with kirk franklin what was that yes. experience like oh my goodness so i actually received the call from my big sis um tasha page lockhart um and she hit me up and said, hey, because they, Kirk Franklin and Maverick City was in Detroit last year on their tour. And so she hit me up and said, hey, sis, like Kirk Franklin, he needs to, you know, do some things in preparation for the BET Awards. And he's, he, needs a, he needs a soprano. So you need to come with us after the concert and we go into the studio. And I have to say, like, Leading up to this, to the, to that point, right before going to the studio, I was like nervous and everything. And Tasha, she told me, you know, Layla, you don't have to worry about anything. You know, he's cool. Now I've heard that about a lot of other people, like, oh, they're cool, they're cool. You don't have to worry about it. So I was thinking in my head, like, yeah, okay. But when I actually got to the studio and we started working with him, I have to say that is the most comfortable. I have felt being in a studio ever with wow. any producer, um, with anybody that I'm working with. Like Kirk Franklin, he makes you feel so 
comfortable and he welcomes all mistakes. And then like, you can think you made a mistake and he's like, oh no, 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 no. We can use that. You know, we can tweak that and we can use that. Don't worry about it. And he's very easygoing. And he dropped so many nuggets. Like I still have an audio recording on my phone of him just dropping gems for like a whole hour after the session. Now, mind wow. you, at this point, it's like 4 a.m. Wow. And he's just dropping gems. And me and the other people that were in there, like we were just asking them questions just about the industry and about music. And um, one thing that I definitely took away um, and held dear to my heart that he talked about most was making sure that you're having fun doing what you're doing and making sure that this is your passion because if it's not your passion and you're not having fun doing it it's going to show through how you perform it's going to show through your singing and um so yeah it, it was definitely a life-changing moment and experience for me wow now, the first time I remember seeing you sing background was for the five for five. Mm -hmm. And then I met you the, the next day. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the young lady that was up there singing five for five. Uh -huh. Talk about your relationship with Craig Mizell, uh, singing background for the five for five. Talk a little bit about that. So it was a great experience. Um, I've known Craig for a couple of years. And he's known my brother um, for a long time. And so it's amazing how like a lot of people that I'm working with now, they've known my brother <laughs> much longer. And then when they find out that, you know, my brother is who he is to me, they're like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. So um, it was basically like, like that situation with Craig and um, Working with him, working with him for the five for five as a BGV, it was a great experience. Um, I've been singing BGVs for a lot of prominent artists like um, Kiara Shear, Tasha Lockhart, Jonathan Nelson, um, and all of the other greats. I've sang BGVs for like the last 15, 16 years. And so um, I, it didn't take anything away from me being an artist to... Um, be a BGV for Craig for the five for five, because one thing about me, I just love, I love studying BGV parts. I love like just getting in and working. And so um, one thing I will definitely say being a BGV, it helps sharpen my gift. It helps sharpen my ear. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. I can't wait to hear the rest of the music um, being released from that five for five live recording. And yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> some some of the music that come out is now like some of my favorite. The Lexi song, the Hallelujah, Amen. Um, yes. Uh, Daria song. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, I, I, I still say yes. Uh, yes. Uh, her name slips me right now. Dina. Dina Nicole. Yes. Um, you know, Yamani. So just the stuff that he's putting that he's just dropping is great music. Yeah, well, we talked a lot about everything else, but we need yeah. to talk about I'll make it with you. Yes. So I was a little surprised when I pulled up the writers of the song. Mm -hmm. Amir Edwards. Yes. Kiara Daffin. Kiara. Yes. Kiara. I always <laughs> want to call her Kiara. Kiara Daffin. Yes. And you. Yes, sir. Talk about the story behind the song and talk about working with your friends. 
So I'm going to try to make this quick <laughs> because the backstory. So um, preparing for the live recording, because I, I had a live recording on, on Black Friday of 2021. And but prior to that, um, I had an episode where I was trying to commit suicide three times. I literally attempted to do that. And literally, like right after that, um, the Lord downloaded my first song that I've ever written. Now, mind you, I've, I've been singing for years, but never like tried to write at all. And the Lord had basically pushed me into a space to where he's like, there's music that I want to download to you and you need to release it. You need to do a live recording this year before this year is over with, because there is a portal that is open right now for you to move and act upon this. And so if you miss this opportunity, this may never come again. Wow. And so long story short, in the process of writing the songs and everything, um, this particular song, my single, I'll Make It With You, I, I got with my big sis, Kira Daffin, and my bro, Amir Edwards. And, you know, we were just thinking about what I was enduring in that moment and what I had just came out of prior to that moment. And, you know, it just was evident that I only made it because of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. I could not have made this on my own. I couldn't have made it through without the help and the strength of God. Um, the times I did try to do it on my own, I failed. And so that's basically the message that this single is conveying to the listeners that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter how deep in your pit that you are in, in, in this particular space in your life, God is a mighty God and he will lift you up out of there and he will pull you through and take you and cross you over to the other side. As long as you understand and realize that your hope is in him, your strength is in him. So that's, that's basically the, the message of the single. So I had an opportunity to see you sing the single in Vegas. Yes. And yes. I got the video. I got it? receipts. <laughs> I was teasing Craig earlier that day. Like I'm going to this event because I want to see you sing. Oh. Talk about the experience of doing the pre-shows in Vegas for Stellar Week. Oh my goodness. I learned a lot. And just in that short period of time, I've grown a lot. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I am going to do a video about it. But I will say like my experience in doing those, those shows, um, it definitely stretched me. And anybody that knows me, I am normally a person that's into praise and worship or I do prophetic flow. So the single that I have is a completely different vibe and it's taking me out of my comfort zone. So actually performing it on that scale at the Stellars um, in front of different executives, in front of different artists and other prominent people, um, it definitely pushed me. Um, and it, it, it pushed me in terms of my level of confidence within myself, because honestly, um, Craig Mizell and Kevin Stewart, um, they were working with me with the artist development of, you know, preparing me for the Stellars um, leading up to it. 
And one thing they just kept telling me is like, Layla, get out of your head, get out of your head. And um, I will definitely say like being on those platforms, it definitely showed me how you have to have a level of confidence right. within yourself. So that way you can convey the message with confidence. And, um, and then also learning how to utilize the stage, not as a praise and worship leader, but as an artist, because there is a distinct difference in how you present yourself as a worship leader and as an artist. So learning those different aspects and being able to connect with so many prominent people um, right. through those events, it was it was a wonderful experience <laughs> and I, I was very intentional and I can't wait to, to go bigger next year. So, and you dressed sharp, you was flat. I, saw, <laughs> I was like, I saw the picture like, okay, she came to represent. She represents yes, the D. Well, gotta represent Detroit all the way. <laughs> I really appreciate this time with you today. I've learned so much about you. Thank Once you. again, uh, let people know how they can follow you. So you can follow me on Instagram at I am Layla Tarane. You can follow me on TikTok at Layla Tarane. Facebook, Layla Tarane. And then if you want to follow my women's ministry on Facebook, it is called The Official Ladies Lounge. And then also on Instagram, it is called at Officially Ladies Lounge. In 30 seconds, as we wrap up, talk about, talk to someone whose life is off kilter and how they can have a balanced life in 30 seconds. Um, you can have a balanced life. It's a matter of you relying and depending on God. Um, and that's the spiritual aspect, asking God to lead and guide you. The Bible says in all that ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And that is in every aspect um, in, in terms of wisdom, in terms of strategy, in terms of instructions and direction. And then outside of that, the natural aspect is also making the choice to live a balanced life because you can have the wisdom, you can have the knowledge to do what it is that you need to do. But if you don't make the choice to follow through and do what you have to do, then you can't expect your life to be balanced if you don't make that choice. So um, definitely rely and depend on God. And once you do that, make the necessary choices to live a balanced life. Ooh, I have enjoyed this interview. <laughs> so, you know, we've met, we've seen each other out and about, but I've learned so much about you. Again, yes, everybody, sir. I'm Carl B. Phillips. This is the Carl B. Phillips Show. I'm Uncle Carl. Just a reminder, remember to work like you don't need the money, love like you've never been hurt, and dance like no one's watching you. God bless until we meet again. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Thank you for listening to The Carl B. Phillips Show. For more information, go to carlbphillips.com. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Follow Carl B. Phillips on Instagram so we can stay in contact with each other.